following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McRae, and Nui Scruggs. All right, it's Players' Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com. Our last show together of the week. Tomorrow we're going to break things up. We're going to spread the shows around so it's the last time you'll see me, Nui Scruggs, along with former Dallas Cowboys players Danny McRae and Barry Church. We will make our predictions on the show today. I will pick my prediction first right there. Church got jokes before the show. Okay. You know, it's, it's real funny. Like Michael Jordan said, you know, you can talk a whole lot of trash when you're up 10 or something like that. But, you know, let's see what you're going to do from the beginning. Okay, so Church got a little win last week. Now he's in there feeling himself, you know. But, oh, but it's yeah. Cool. It's cool. It's cool. Eagles, Cowboys at uh, AT&T Stadium on Sunday. Jalen Hurts will quarterback the Philadelphia Eagles. It'll be Andy Dalton going for the Dallas Cowboys. All right, gentlemen, I want to hit something right out of the gate that affects the Cowboys organization and even goes deeper than I thought. Uh, Kellen Moore is the offensive coordinator, and when you talk about wins for a college quarterback in college football history, Kellen Moore is in the top five, one of the best uh, to ever do it at Boise State. The man is, is, is a legend. And I've always thought that when Brian Harson left, Kellen Moore would be at the top of the list. Well, Brian Harson is now the head coach at Auburn University. He's left Boise State. So immediately, I tweeted out, Kellen Moore's got to be on the list. And you start talking about a guy who's been a Boise State uh, alum. He's got NFL coaching experience. You look at what he's done with Dak Prescott here. Um, This is a guy who, in my opinion, should get this job. And we've talked about this before on the Players' Lounge. If you're Mike McCarthy, you should hope Kellen Moore gets this job. Because, Danny, you said you wanted to see Mike McCarthy call the plays. Kellen Moore has been calling the plays. And I'll throw this last thing in here before I give it to you, McCray. Kellen Moore's contract is up after the season with the Cowboys. All right, go. Yeah, listen, Mike McCarthy is is known for being a guy who can run an offense. He won the Super Bowl, called the plays up there with Aaron Rodgers. So that's what I expected him to do when he got here. I wanted to see something new, you know, versus what we had seen in the previous years when Kellen Moore was the offensive coordinator. And nothing against him. He does have some creative things that he does, but I wanted Mike McCarthy to put his own stamp on this offense. So I think Kellen Moore leaving would be great for Mike McCarthy. It, it, would, it would give him the opportunity to show what he learned when he was watching all that film in the barn. And, and hopefully that, that, that could <laughs> Uh, propel us to some <laughs> to, to some wins and possibly a Super Bowl. But right now, I just think he's not as involved as he should be in, in calling those plays on offense. Uh, well, for me, I say this is a this is a no brainer for uh, Kellen Moore. I mean, I feel like this is right up his alley. He's going right back to his you know his college town where he was a legend. He's probably in some form of the Ring of Honor in Boise State uh, as a player. So I think this is a no brainer for him. He'll get all the love going back to Boise State, and this is a, this is a team that that each and every year they're competitive. So it's not like he's going to a place where he has to rebuild from his own and and he has to start all over. This is a team that's competitive. So I think that'll give him the advantage out there as well. Plus, he's a younger guy. We, we see the direction that the, the coaching hires are going in. They're going for younger guys so they can recruit players and 
They had that young feel to him and that young energy for the team. So I think this is a no-brainer. He should take his talents down to, uh, to Boise State and become the head coach there. I mean, not only will he have vital experience if he does take that head coaching job for the next four to five years, then if he's successful there, who knows? He may be able to bump up and get a head coaching job. I mean, we've seen it happen before with the guy, I think his name is Zach Johnson or something like that for Cincinnati's head coach. And then we got the guy in Arizona who was a Texas Tech head coach. He was up there. So for me, this is a no-brainer. I think Kellen, um, he, I think he should, he, he would prosper and he would do well out there in Boise State. Who, who, who would you rather have calling the plays for us? Kellen Moore or, or would you like to see Mike McCarthy get a shot at doing it? I would like to see Mike McCarthy get a shot um, at doing it um, because, we, I mean, we've seen. We, we've seen what Kellen Moore has to offer for this team. Um, for the Nine times out of ten, it's like he's playing Madden back there. He just wants to pass, 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 and we're not getting enough stability in our offense. We have no identity with our offense. So, um, look, I, I think Mike McCarthy would be better suited for our team calling the plays, but right now we got to do or die with uh, old Kellen Moore. Hey, hey Nui, go, Nui, by, by the way. Yes. By, by the way, there's another couple of openings at a, at a, at a big-time college program, specifically at the offensive coordinator position. That guy, <laughs> Linehan, thank goodness. I don't know why we hired him in the first place, but oh, he is officially gone from the Louisiana State Linehan University like Fighting that? Tigers. Y'all going to do Linehan like that? We got rid of both Pelini and Linehan. Right? <laughs> Ogeron don't play, all right? He don't, he don't play. If you don't get your job done, you out of there. So, Kellen, if you ain't going to Boise State, call up my guy Ed Ogeron, man. He's looking for a top-notch offensive coordinator who wants to throw the ball all over the place. Um, the thing <laughs> I'll, I'll never understand about that whole Linehan deal was, did, did Ed not pick up the phone? Did he not call somebody to, 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 to see what, what the issues were here? Um, but, hey, I, I, this is where I'll give Ed Ogeron a lot of credit, okay? And, and people won't do this enough. To raise your hand and say, you know, it's not working. I made a bad hire. Get the hire out of there as quickly as you can. Bo Pelini, they got to pay him a chunk of money. They got to pay him a multi-million dollars to leave town. And I just think that's, that's what leadership is all about, in my opinion. If you make a mistake, be man enough to just raise your hand and move on from it. So I wasn't going to bring it up, Danny, but I did chuckle last night when I saw Scott Linehan's name on there. I was like, I don't know why they went down that road, hey, but oh well. What, what? <laughs> <laughs> let, 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 me, let, me, let me tell you something about the LSU faithful, all right? The, those boosters, they'll find that money to get somebody out or get somebody in if they, if they want it done, all right? So, listen, it, it, it's, it, it's nothing to those guys to pay Bo Pelini to get up out of there because they were very frustrated with what they seen on that football field this year. Well, my, mm. Mike Nolan's available. Mike Nolan will be available if, if Ed wants to. No, no, go, go no, 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 another no, 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 no. Oh, you ain't you no, ain't no, endorsing no. Mike Nolan, huh, D-Mac? You ain't gonna force uh, Mike Nolan to come down here and run that defense? Not for nothing what? that has to do with the sport of football. If it got to do with football, Mike Nolan cannot be involved in it at the LSU <laughs> Fighting Tigers. What? You got, you got multiple looks. You got blitzes from all these different. You don't want that down in LSU, man. Corey, yeah, Corey, Corey Raymond, Corey. Corey Raymond should be the, the, the top guy up there who, who, who should be interviewing for the defensive coordinator position. That, 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 that's who I'm voting for. Let me steer mm. this back to Kellen Moore and, and something you had just brought up in terms of calling the plays. If you listen to Mike McCarthy, he keeps telling you over and over, I like calling plays. It's what I do. So that's what needs to happen. Mike McCarthy now that the pandemic is, I mean, this pandemic season is almost over, he, he has the opportunity to know what he's got, and this is the opportunity to me. He goes in there and calls the plays. That's what he was brought in there to do in terms of why you liked him. Let him call the plays. Uh, Kellen Moore, go be the head coach 
at, at Boise State. You and I have talked about this right here on this podcast before. What Kellen Moore likes to do with all these creative offensive plays, it's tailor-made for college football. It is absolutely yeah. great. His love for throwing a football, it's the Mountain West Conference. They sling that sucker around there. I used to cover the Mountain West Conference. Kellen Moore is going to do fantastic. And I think that if you're at Boise State, Kellen Moore is a great hire for you because Kellen Moore can sit up in here in these living rooms and say, I can get you to the league. I did it myself from Boise State. I've coached in this league. I've coached Pro Bowl players in this league. I've put up big points in this league. I know what I'm doing. So to me, Kellen Moore is a no-brainer hire. I think this can be a 100% win situation. Kellen Moore gets a job. He's going to make himself, and I'm, I'm assuming, and I haven't checked this, it's going to be three million, minimum $3 million bucks a year out there in, in the Mountain West. So, you know, four or five-year contract, make it $3 million per. Mike McCarthy gets to call his own plays. And, and I, I think this is a positive for the Cowboys and a positive for Kellen Moore. I'd like to see Mike McCarthy call on the plays. And if I'm Jerry Jones, um, you're in a pickle because – Look, you guys have seen this before. Jerry has been willing to throw a lot of money to keep guys he, that he really wants. He did it with Jason Garrett. He did it with Mike Zimmer. He did it with Sean Payton. Sean Payton turned down a job with the Oakland Raiders to stay with the Cowboys. Mike Zimmer turned down the opportunity to be the head coach of the University of Nebraska to stay with the Cowboys, and Jerry paid them handsomely. So uh, this, I think, will be I, different. And this, here's why I think this is different. This is home for Kellen Moore. This is his school. So I don't think yeah. money... The, I don't think Jerry could pistol whip it with the money because it's home. And when mama calls, kinda, you go. I kind of I hope he doesn't pay him, though. I kind of hope he just says, you know what, Kellen, you know, you spent your time here well. You, you groomed yourself, and now it's time for you to move on and, and, and do the bigger and better things. I hope he doesn't try to keep him here. Because, look, no disrespect to Kellen, uh, Kellen, but, I mean, we haven't done that much for him to be considered, like, we got to keep him here. I mean, how many times on this show have we complained they're not running the ball enough, they don't get the ball to their star players enough? Kellen, what were you thinking on this call right here? I mean, we've gone over it weeks and weeks at a time. Look, I'm sure he'll do great in the Mountain West, like you said, Nui. They like to fling the ball all over the place. His offense is, is tailor-made for that type of conference. But here, I mean, you got a $90 million back in the backfield, and he gets 12 carries a game. So, I just, you know, I hope he doesn't throw the bag at him and say, hey, yes. Kellen, just stick around for a little bit. I hope he kind of uh, lets him go on to bigger I and better things. I'm so glad I didn't have to be the negative guy to start that on Kellen Moore because I because I <laughs> sent the text message this weekend and I heard the uh, the commentator say, you know, the Cowboys haven't scored an opening possess opening drive touchdown in 17 games, and I'm like, goodness <laughs> gracious, we ain't scored a touchdown on the first drive, so you can almost guarantee that we're going to be punting or going for hey. a field goal attempt on the first drive hey. of our, of the game, which makes <laughs> easy. like you, easy for, for, for being a, for. For being an offensive juggernaut, all right, with three 1,000-yard receivers, the $90 million back and all that, we can't come out and, and start fast and score a touchdown. Hey, that hey, that hey, says hey. something about Danny. the play caller. Danny. <laughs> Just saying. Danny. If you I didn't want, want to the be guy the guy, to go, but, you know, church opened the door. The, if you want <laughs> Kellen Moore to go and you want Boise to hire him, this kind of talk isn't helping. Okay, this isn't helping. <laughs> They're not okay? listening. Hey, you gotta listen, gas them up like Zeke if, did. If the, you gotta gas them up like Zeke no. did, man. Hey, that's a hell of a coach, man. He get out of wall for that guy. Thank you. Hey, man, he, Thank you. he's one of the best offensive coordinators in the game. Come on, Meanwhile, you're having you. one of the worst seasons you had as a pro. I mean, you you gotta read the lines on this one, man. <laughs> come on, Barry. listen. Come on, listen, Barry and Nui. 
let me tell you something. If the person that's hiring Kellen Moore is listening to the players' lounge, they already in trouble. All right, they need, they need to go get <laughs> their information from somebody else. All right, vet this hey. guy. <laughs> Unlike we did at LSU, right? If you go in there and say, "Man, on the player lounge, they was over there talking bad about Kellen Moore," so we not gonna hire him. You should probably be fired. <laughs> I don't know. Well, we predicted I, a lot am, of things on this show. I, I am here <laughs> for Kellen Moore. And also, we saw another NFL coach become a uh, head coach in college, quarterback coach of the Patriots. Jed Fish is now the head coach for Arizona, replacing Kevin Sumlin. So uh, I, I just think this is the time for Kellen Moore. I think the fit is there. And it's also something that they can sell the alums. You sell the alum on a great player. You sell the alum on the fact that here's a guy who's been in the National Football League. He's helped produce Pro Bowl players. This is it. This is too simple. This is too easy. Hey, Nui, let me, okay? let me ask you a question. Make that move. Let me ask you a question, Nui. Uh, is it hard? Because you would know more about this than any of us. Is it hard once you drop down to the college level to get back into the NFL as a coach? Like once you no. make that move back down to college, is it hard to get back to the league? No, because a guy like Kellen Moore is going as a head coach. And mm -hmm. hopefully during this time, he's made you know, plenty of connections. You know, so you've got Jason Garrett. You know, you've got a guy like that that's, that's been, been connected. You've got a guy like Matt Eberflus who's in Indiana. So you know him because you've worked with him. Um, so I'm thinking that he's building and built a, a nice culture of people. But ultimately, when guys go home like this, they give you all the benefits of the doubt. I go back to what Cliff Kingsbury had over Texas Tech. So they finally go get him to replace Tommy Tuberville. And things didn't go very well for him. But they kept giving him chances until they couldn't give him any chances anymore. So I think for Kellen Moore, he'll be fine. And then look and see what happened with Cliff Kingsbury. Guy ends up going coaching the National Football Club. He took a job as the offensive coordinator at USC and then never coached a day there because Arizona came and made him their head coach. So I think Kellen Moore will be fine. He's been one of these guys that's been given um, – you know, guru label, people say he's creative. So he's got these positive labels that people like. So I don't think it'll be a problem for him to go from college to the NFL because what are the things you always sell? Well, you know what? I'm quite wasn't ready to be a head coach, but I'm a, I've been a proven coordinator. So he's got that kind of stuff that he can throw out there. So I believe Kellen will be fine. But ultimately, you're, you want to be a head coach. You guys know this. You want to be a head coach, whether it's at a you know, at college or the pros, guys want that. But ultimately, the, the, to me, the biggest thing is home. I cannot underestimate to you guys what home means. I mean, Danny, you know, Ed Ogeron, man. This guy was an LSU fan growing up through and through. So this job meant a whole lot to him. You know, he loved USC, but LSU, that was home. And, and, and he did everything he could to get that job. And I just think that's what the fan base wants. They want a guy who's a home guy. So I just think that if they come to Kellamore, I think a deal gets done. I really do. Okay. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm Mike, for it. Look, uh, yeah. if you Mike McCarthy, <laughs> the best thing you can do, if you Mike McCarthy, you get on the phone with the AD. You just tell him that he's ready. He's ready. I've been making him ready. I turned over the play calling to him this year. He's ready to go. I mean, seriously, man, do it. I remember when, when, when Sean Payton got hired 
in New Orleans. Tom Benson actually said to Prescott, you know, I started to wonder, man, they were talking so good about you. They were trying to get rid of you or something like that. Because he just couldn't believe how much, which I heard Bill Parcells was kind of like, yeah, I'm tired of Sean being in my ear trying to call these crazy plays. But they, they said nothing but glowing <laughs> things about him. So to me, if you Mike McCarthy, you take 10 minutes today to go track down the folks in Boise and just say, hire him. He ready. He got the guy. He's been in my barn. I got him a whole playbook. He going to have analytics ready for you. He going to have trick plays on special teams. Except these punts are going to work in, in the Mountain West. So, <laughs> Gas them up. Gas that is them true, up, man. That, a, 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 lot, a lot of the stuff that Kellen has been running this year will work. Actually, it'll work at, at almost any college program. Uh, you know, yes. here it's just been a little different. And, and, yeah. and, and it's been a down year to where the offense would have to carry a lot for the defense. So K- Kellen Moore is doing what he can. You know, the only th- my only knock on Kellen Moore is him not being able to get the, the, the star players involved, which I think would propel us to a, a different type of offense. Gas them up. We got to take a break here. Danny, I did do a little bit of research uh, when you talked about Cooper not getting the football. So I, I checked and ran a couple numbers on that for you. So we'll get into that. We've got to make our predictions. Uh, but up next, there may be some guys not playing in this game against the Philadelphia Eagles for the Cowboys, and this could have an effect on the football game. Let's do it next right here on the Players' Lodge, brought to you by Hotels.com on DallasCowboys.com radio. Hey there, Cowboys fans. With Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery today. Just like all of you, we at Seeky can't wait until we're back in the stands at full strength cheering on the Cowboys and singing along to our favorite songs again. We're using this time to make discovering, buying, and selling tickets to events in Dallas easier. Plus, every ticket purchased on SeatGeek is protected by our buyer guarantee, which means you'll get your money back or better if your event is canceled. Guaranteed. Download the SeatGeek app today, and when the time is right, let's go. Seeky. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. To the Players' Lounge. AT&T continues to innovate new ways to connect Cowboys Nation with new and exciting game day experiences, including Star View, presented by AT&T 5G. Available in stadium and for home use. Download the Dallas Cowboys mobile app and look for Star View under the stadium tab. All right, you're checking out the Players' Lounge. We are in our 
SWBC Mortgage Virtual Home Studios. I'm going to be Scruggs, longtime Cowboys reporter, joined by two former Dallas Cowboys players, Danny McRae and Barry Church. Cowboys taking on the Eagles on Sunday. Xavier Woods, no practice. Rib, he may not play. Okay, he may not play. Leighton Vanderesh, not practicing today. High ankle sprain. He may not play in this game. And defensive tackle Antoine Woods probably won't play. Rib injury for him. Um, so you've got that. Zeke, though, says he <laughs> thinks he's on track to play. Um, fellas, that's guys at, uh, at, at, uh, at three levels on this defense. Starters at three levels on the defense. Defense tackle, linebacker, safety. Okay. Hey, hey, Nui, Nui, you got church started taking notes. (laughs) Started taking notes over there. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on, man. Those three names, man. The percentages are still on the rise. Y'all, y'all out here acting like Woods done been Earl Thomas or something, and Antoine Woods is, is the is the reincarnation of, uh, of John Randall or something out there, man. Come on, now these guys like Vander Esch. That is a blow. I will say that is a blow. Vander Esch has been playing a little bit better lately, but that's a blow to us. But the percentages are still on the rise. I don't see Kansas City Chiefs on that schedule. I don't see the New Orleans Saints as our remaining schedule. We still got a great chance to beat Philadelphia, which I think we will this Sunday. And New York, I mean, they're shelling themselves. So, look, man, the percentages are still on the rise. I don't see anything that scares the living daylights out of me in Philadelphia outside of Jalen Hurts. But still, he's containable. So overall, man, nothing has changed. Percentages are on a rise. I'm from 35% to up to 45, maybe even 50%. We still gonna take this done. No, nothing, nothing out there scares no, me. Did you did you hear what Church just said? He said he doesn't see the New Orleans Saints on that schedule. Do you know who the New Orleans Saints lost to? They had no tape on my guy. Oh. You you know this, Danny. Okay. You know this. When a guy oh, comes okay. in as a backup and you're not expecting to play against this guy, you're like, ah, who? They, they, they let him up. They let him off the hook. They let him off the hook. That was it. They, 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 had, en- they, they, they had enough tape to beat Jalen Hurts. All right? The dude went out there and he outplayed him. He, he went out there. He had a hell of a game. We can, you can give him credit and say he had a hell of a game. Yeah, yeah I, and, I will say and, that. Yeah, he did. He did. And, and the and the Saints and the Saints defense compared to our defense, do you want to go ahead and like put that on a scale? Yeah, yeah. The Saints are way better than our defense. Uh, okay, okay. So Jalen Hurts is coming. We still have minimal film on Jalen Hurts, and he's coming to play us. It's it's the same thing. So and, the percentage is Arizona pretty, got Arizona got the tape on them. They played them decently. They got the dub. Same thing here. I'm not saying we're gonna blow this team out, but I'm saying he, he's defeatable. He's containable, and I think we won't be able to do it. 27-21 oh, yeah, Philadelphia listen, wins. Okay, there you go. 27-21, I got Philly winning. Oh, oh, he came out quick with it. Oh, you came out. He oh. came out quick with it. Oh, knew we throwing jabs. Okay, I, I, all right, quick, quick jabs. I see you said 27-21 Philly, huh? I'm not, I'm not throwing any jab much, as much as, it, you know, I, I just go back to what Mike Nolan had game plan for Baltimore, and that was tragic. And now you're facing a team that's got better receivers than what Baltimore had that day. And, and I just don't see them being able to, to, to get it done. We've seen this club have issues stopping the run. 150 yards for San Francisco last week. Now you got Jalen Hurts who can use his legs. Um, and, and we've seen him use his arm as well. You got to prove to me you can stop the run and win this kind of football game. I'm just not sold. Now, if they can get turnovers again, you got a shot at winning. But this is one right now where, I, I'm, I'm, despite two victories in a row, um, this kid, Jalen Hurts, has brought some juice to this team, and I just don't trust the defensive coordinator. 
It's okay. Who, who, it's who, okay to doubt. I mean, first we doubted because we couldn't win. We haven't won two back-to-back games since 2017. First y'all doubted that. It was okay. And we came out here and got the dub. So we're just going to have to go out here and prove y'all wrong again. That's all that's going to have okay. to happen. This, this ain't Nick, this ain't who, Nick who, Mullins who, this week. Who's starting it, in, it in place of uh, Xavier Woods if he doesn't play? I believe it's going to be Darian Thompson. Okay. All right. If he you doesn't play. You got faith in Darian Thompson? You got faith in Darian no, Thompson? No. Y'all all start? know I have zero faith in Darian Thompson. I, I know. <laughs> I, what, what, I know. I'm just, listen, you, you said that Xavier Woods being out is not that big of a deal. So th- th- that guy that you have no faith in would essentially be the starter. Yeah, if, we're going to keep him. If, we're going to keep him so, in the post. We're going to keep him in the post. You know that's what they – Daddy, you know that's how they do it. If, they, if they're trying to hide a safety back there, they're going to just throw him in the post back there and let him play the deep middle. And that's uh, all he's going to do this, this upcoming week. <laughs> you. Listen, you got a lot of faith. That's what, convince yourself, player. Convince yourself. I love it. I, I had to Kool-Aid. convince myself last week, and we came through with the <laughs> – Say it with your so I'm going to do the same okay. thing this week. Please, stick with it. Hey, listen, that sinking ship, stay on it, bro. I, I love the way that you stand on that sinking ship, even though you had to hop back on it for the third time this season. But, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you're staying time. on it. It was, it was the second time. Second, <laughs> second time I jumped back on it. Second time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, since, so since we're doing our picks, I... In. Oh, I thought it was on DMAC. It's on DMAC to make that. Oh, all right. Oh, I, I got, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm 30 to 23 of uh, uh, Philly. Philly takes this one. Uh, I don't think that 23 points really tells the story of the game. I think we come and score some trash points at the end. Uh, but I think Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders come in here and they do, they do some things to us that we just haven't been able to stop all season. All right. So y'all, so y'all, y'all both going on them. All right. I, I'm going to go ahead and say this. Jalen Hurts. I think he will have a good game against us. Not not spectacular, nothing like we've seen at Arizona or anything, but I think he will have a good game against us. But I say at the end, our defense provides two or three turnovers, and it ends up giving our offense a short field. So what I'm saying is we're going to end up winning this game 24-17, to 17, Dallas Cowboys. So we're going to hold the Eagles to 17 points. Okay. Who the last team we, we hold, held to 17? All right. Let me write it down. Mm-hmm. How, how, how many points did Cincinnati score? I don't know how much. Oh, seven. They scored seven. Yeah, they scored so seven. So Cincinnati scored seven. And mm-hmm. we gave up 33 last week. 20, how many? I think it was around 23, I think. I okay. Think it was 23. All right. I'm just trying to tell how, how many games we've held teams under 17 points. Because you be, you be giving us a lot of credit to our, our defense. <laughs> you know, I, it's, it's, hey, it's, somebody got to gas them right, up, so, man. Somebody got to gas them so, up. I'm the guy to do it. So since. Cincinnati and Philly will be probably two of our lowest scoring games, and our, our defense will play the best. All right, I got you. I feel you, bro. Hey, that's going to happen. Just like last week, it's going to happen again. We're going to walk away with this dub, though. And that's, that's all defense. that matters. We, it, might, it, might be, okay. it might be 35, 31 or something like that, but we're going to walk away with this dub, though. Nah, then, so are you switching the your pick? All, and then the, no, 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 no. I'm still riding with the Cowboys. I'm just saying it might be a bigger score than I predicted. But after we walk away with okay. this dub, oh. Washington, oh. the pressure is going to be on you. It's going to be on you. And, they, and you know what? And they did a great thing by flexing that game, man. They did a great thing so nobody can't be, you know, scoreboard watching or seeing what's going to happen. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. Uh, Mike McCarthy yeah, talked about drive. that today. He, and he said that, he said, look, we have to take care of our business against Philadelphia. It's like it's, it's, it doesn't matter if we're scoreboard watching if we don't take care of our business. So he's got guys thinking about uh, – what needs to happen this week, which is just focusing on the Philadelphia Eagles. And um, I'm, I'm still – I still have issues with, with the defensive coordinator. Um, 
we are going to see the Eagles get their cornerback Darius Slay back. He's been in that concussion protocol, but apparently he's got he's ready to practice and get out there this week. And so let's I, see what he does. Uh, I hope we see him. Amari Cooper. He ain't gonna get no work. I hope we see him. He ain't gonna get, he, I hope he ain't we gonna get no work him. anyways. They're they not he's gonna throw the ball to Amari the, Cooper anyways. He's been one of the worst corners in the league this year. Have, have we, how many primetime games have we seen guys just going ham on Darius Slay this year? I mean, Metcalf was one of them. Hopkins. I mean, they're just going ham on Slay. So I hope we see him out there. And do, I hope we do target think Amari that, Cooper. Yeah, I'm going to say, do, do you think that if Darius Slay is holding Amari Cooper, that we will finally just start taking advantage of, of that matchup? Do, do you think we'll see I, that from Killer Moore this week? Nah, I'm not going to lie to you and say that. <laughs> I think Keller's going to throw him the ball, man. We, we might see Noah Brown get, get 10 catches out there, man. He might break the record messing around. <laughs> you never know. Okay. Who gonna get the, the Bell Dozer might get 10 receptions out there, man. That's crazy. I, I've got some, some numbers I want to hit, hit you on about Amari Cooper. So let's take a break, and, and I'll give you the numbers that I dived into. Uh, and let me tell you, I was surprised at the last kind of breakouts that I did on this. Let's do it next right here on the Players' Lounge on DallasCowboys.com radio. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now, the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson Hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Hey there, Cowboys fans. With Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at home pickup and delivery today. Back to the Players' Lounge. Hey, Santa is back at his Dallas Cowboys cottage in Star in Frisco. Appointments are available to take your socially distanced holiday photo with Santa through December 24th. That's tomorrow. Book now at the Star in slash Santa. You are checking out the Players Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com. I'm Louis Scruggs, longtime Cowboys reporter, joined by 
Danny McRae and Barry Church as we get ready to finish up our final show of the week. Tomorrow we're all on different shows, so I'll be going at 11.30 tomorrow, but I won't have Danny and, and, and D-Mac riding by, so that's why we did our predictions early. So I went and dived into just the target numbers, and that's something that we've been looking at with Amari Cooper and just how we, we don't feel he's gotten enough. Uh, targets this year for being a $100 million receiver. So I, I decided to just, all right, let me let me dive into this. What are the top guys in the league getting? There are two guys tied for number one in terms of targets. Um, Keenan Allen, Stephon Diggs. Allen with the Chargers, losing team. Diggs with the Bills, winning team. 147 targets. That's mm. what each guy has gotten this year. And then I went and looked at, okay, what's, what's the, the next guy after that? It's DeAndre Hopkins, 138 targets. Well, who's number four? Well, I was shocked to look. At, it's a Chicago Bear wide receiver. It is Allen Robinson with those bad quarterbacks with 133 targets. At mm. number nine, Terry McMillan of Washington, who's gone through three quarterbacks this year, 126 targets. Number 13 is Amari Cooper. Right above, uh, you know, right behind Robbie, Robbie Anderson of Carolina. So Cooper has 115 targets this season. I went to look and see, okay, uh, how many, you know, wh- what are the most receptions Coop's had this year? 12 receptions. That was in uh, week four. Cleveland. And his se- Cleveland. His second highest was 10 in week, in week one. And here's kind of the scary thing when I just broke it out. In Dak's starts, okay, in Dak's starts, 55 targets, 39 catches. Without Dak starting, and we're talking nine games versus five games, so in nine games without Dak starting, 60 targets, 43 catches. Hmm. That folks, no, that's, that's makes bad. no sense. That's makes bad. no sense. That that is it, absolutely bad. So here are the targets. Ta- Let me go. These, these are the targets with Dak. Rams, 14 targets. Atlanta, 9 targets. Seattle, 12 targets. Cleveland, 16 targets. New York Giants, 4. Remember, Dak got hurt in that game. Since then, Arizona, 10 targets. Washington, 7 targets. Philly, 5 targets. Pittsburgh, 6 targets. Minnesota, 7 targets. Washington, 8 targets. Baltimore, 9 targets. Cincinnati, 5 targets. San Francisco, 3 targets. And, hmm. and, and don't forget, don't forget you got to watch the game. All right, because even even you remember we talked about Jalen Ramsey in the first game and 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 them not going at Jalen Ramsey if uh, Amari Cooper was on there. A lot of the routes that Amari Cooper ran in that game were hitch routes, uh, short slant routes, and out routes. Specifically at the end of the game, I think he racked up about six or seven targets on the last two drives of uh, short routes, um, and and that goes the same for 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 the for pretty much for the rest of his game for the rest of his uh his time with Andy Dalton being in there like you could see him have six or seven targets and it's like I see one game he had five targets in the first half he had like 100 some yards I think in a touchdown and then we gave him like two targets in the second half so when you're watching the game even these numbers don't make sense it's just like you, you can see them not getting him involved and and the numbers may, may say that it looks horrible but it's it's way worse when, when you actually watch the games all right, so I, I got a question for both of you. I got a question. Uh, we might have to do a little bit more digging to, to really find the answer. But so I, li- I, I was listening to those names you, you, you rattled off there earlier. And you had, you know, Arizona with Hopkins. You had the Chargers with Keelan Allen. I think you had Chicago with Allen Robinson. And then you had McLaurin with yes. Washington. And what I want to know is, do y'all think, you know, force feeding these re- the star receivers directly correlates to winning? Because if you look at these teams that we named here, 
I think there might be one playoff team. Well, Washington, but that's because it's a terrible division. But there's one playoff team out of all those. So I guess I would want to know, like, what are the targets for the teams like Seattle, like the D- DK Metcalfs, or who else is a high playoff team, oh, uh, like uh, LA, LA Rams with Robert Woods? And I, I just want to know, do you think that that correlates directly to winning force feeding, or do you think force feeding is a detriment of some of these teams? Go ahead, okay, let, 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 let's go here. Let's go here then, um, Church. So D. Hopkins. Uh, then you got Travis Kelsey. I see. You got Stephon mm-hmm. Diggs. You got DK Metcalf. These are these are as far as yards uh, receivers that have more yards than uh, Amari Cooper, uh, and, and they're pretty much getting more targets per per game or whatever. I got you. So you got I, DK I got Metcalf, right uh, Tyreek Hill. I, yeah, Devontae well, Adams. Justin Jefferson, Allen Robinson, all, all these guys. Go ahead, go ahead. Noah. Let me give you, let me give you your, your everybody ahead of Cooper. Okay, so Cooper is at thirteen. All right, so Keenan Allen is one. They're out of the playoffs. Stephon Diggs mm-hmm. is tied for one. Bills are in the playoffs. DeAndre yeah, Hopkins yeah. is number three. They're put there right now. They're 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 right there to get they're fighting. in. Bears. They're fighting. Bears four out. Travis Kelsey is at five. They're in. They're in. Devontae yeah. Adams is at six. With 131 targets, they're in. they're in. They're in. Darren Waller is at seven, 129. They're out. He's tied with Tyreek Hill at seven, at 129. They're in. Uh, they're in. Uh, nine. Oh. Terry McLaurin at 20, 126. Right now, they're in first place. Yeah. Uh, Deontay so Johnson with the De- Deontay Johnson is tied with McLaurin at 126 targets at nine. Uh, Steelers right now, they're in. Um, mm-hmm. Calvin Ridley is. At 11 with 122 targets, they're out. Robbie Anderson at Carolina is number 12 at 119 targets, they're out. And then here comes Cooper at 13 with 115. And Cooper Cup is tied with him at 115. Rams are in. Uh, Robert Woods is uh, 15 behind him, 114. Uh, Rams in. Tyler Lockett, Seattle, is at 113. DK Metcalf is at 17, 112. They look like they're going to be in. Then comes Tyler Boyd at Cincinnati, 107. Juju Smith-Schuster is at 18 at 107. Justin Jefferson is 20 with Minnesota at 103. And then after that's Cole Beasley. So, um, so it's I a guess pretty it does. good mix. Yeah, it's a, it's a good mix. But I would say the majority of those teams that you named with high-volume targets to their star receivers, they're pretty much in. I would say the majority of those, those teams are playoff teams. So I guess it does. I guess it does correlate to get your stars the Listen, ball. Church. I, I listen, I don't even listen, this is it, all right? The man is making one hundred million dollars. All right. He's number what what is he on the list? He's number fifteen as far as yardage this season on the list. You, you know, yeah, I'm talking about just yardage as far as production now. Cole Beasley is right behind him with three less receptions <laughs> at, at number sixteen. So you got Darren Waller, Keenan Allen, Robbie Robbie Anderson is above our one hundred million dollar guy. As far as production this season, and and to me, when 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 you look at that, I think how we're talking about it that goes into him getting the opportunities to to get the ball, and and, and it's like I say, this doesn't make sense for a hundred million dollar guy. As you look at this list, it's guys on here that I know Amari Cooper is better than, and he has the ability to play better than and, and put up better numbers than. 
This would not happen in an Andy Reid offense. <laughs> Andy Reid would get her the ball. Just like, I mean, look at, look at what they've done with, with Hill and Kelsey. All right, Kelsey, number five, Tyreek Hill, number seven. They're getting their guys the football. They're telling you, this is what we're going to do, where we're going to go. Um, I mean, the fact that Allen Robinson is number four at 133 yeah. with those quarterbacks yeah. – and their mm. offensive, you know, their running back is just, Montgomery's just started to really show something in the last five games. I think they've limited him. So, uh, look, it just, it doesn't make sense to me when I think about uh, what they have here. And, and, and look. Even McLaurin. I think, <laughs> right. McLaurin got more targets to Cooper. I, I, th- I think, I think Cooper would get more. If McCarthy was calling the plays, that's just me. Just looking at McCarthy and what his history. Look at what they did with Jordy Nelson. Fed Jordy Nelson. Donald Driver yeah. was the guy up there. They were feeding Donald Driver. So and now Devontae Adams. So I, I just really believe if the the beneficiary of Kellen Moore becoming the head coach of Boise State possibly would be Amari Cooper seeing a lot more footballs in, in, in the way it goes here. And look, this is something you've got to think about here if you were the Cowboys from this standpoint. How do you look at Cooper and how do you look at Gallup after 2021? Because you can get out of Cooper's contract. It's really a two-year is it really a two-year deal? Okay, it's really a two-year deal. You can get out of that. And then maybe you want to say, okay, instead of paying Cooper all his money, we can just go ahead and give some of this half half the money and give it to, to Gallup and try to keep him in the fold along with CeeDee Lamb, who'll still be under control. But this is a situation. They really got to start to ask themselves long-term, what do they want to do? And if you think you want to keep rolling with Cooper long-term, then maybe you start to ask yourself, is Michael Gallup possibly trade bait for you to try and get some help on defense? It's going to be a very interesting offseason as they decide what they want to do from a receiver standpoint. Yeah, when you, when you talk about the Gallup situation, you know, I thought they would have tried to get him off, you know, maybe earlier in the season, maybe early in the season. I think he had a lot of trade value with it earlier in the season. You know, as it's gone on and his numbers have dipped off, I think his trade value has is, is lessened a little bit. But that would be interesting. I wonder what he would get on the market. I wonder what we could get for uh, uh, Michael Gallup on the market, because I feel like out of all three of those receivers, they're all great and they're all good in their in their own. But I think he is the lesser of the three. And if, it, if we were to part ways with either one of them, I would assume it would be uh, Michael Gallup. So I was just wondering what he would get on the trade market if we were able to uh, put him on the market. It, it now, temp- look, it, it's- Go ahead, Louis. You know, Cooper's got you can keep Cooper. I mean, after after, you know, after 2021, you can decide to move Cooper on and trade him if you wanted. Okay, you could consensually do that. But I just think from a standpoint of you're going to have a free agent in Michael Gallup after 2021. Okay, next year's going to be his last year. You got to make a decision. And I think the decision is real simple. Are you going to keep Cooper or are you going to keep Gallup? So if Cooper has another big year. He has it, and if McCarthy's calling plays and he has a year and, and produces like the way we think he can, then he may be a guy you decide that you possibly want to trade if you want to keep Gallup, or you could say you could potentially want to keep Cooper, depending on where they are with their whole salary structure. And I'm assuming that they're going to pay Dak Prescott. That that's my well, take see, because they're they're about to have issues with the cap if they sign Dak. As, as you float that idea out here, just think about if the offense looks the same for Dak, really for everybody else. If you have Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb, or if you have CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup, like what, 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 which offense are you picking? And I don't, I don't see the, the CeeDee Lamb and the Michael Gallup offense being as explosive and, 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 and being able to take advantage of some of the things that you could do with Amari Cooper and the CeeDee Lamb. 
Now, I think some, somebody's Dan, got to go, I think. I think somebody's got to because there's just too many mouths to feed right now. I mean, look when we came into this season. We're going to have three 1,000-yard rushers, and Zeke's going to get 1,200 yards, and we got Blake Jarwin who's going to be a threat. I just think there's too many mouths to feed right now, and if you get rid of one, maybe that'll give the ball more balls to Zeke. Maybe, maybe you'll get more balls to Blake Jarwin as well. I just think what we got right now is just it's a good problem, but it is a problem having too many mouths to feed. Uh, Danny, this this may become, and, and this is how I'm looking at it, this may just become a financial decision with Cooper. That, that's that's yeah. where I look at it, Cooper versus Gallup. This may just come straight up down to finances. And yes, um, you know, you'd you look and say, well, it's Gallup and it's CeeDee Lamb. But then if Blake Jarwin is able to come back and, and, and become the player we thought he was going to become and be able to stretch the field, then let's say he could become a, you know, a baby Travis Kelsey for you type of player, um, then, then there, there's another way. That, and then just, hey, look, what can you do? In the draft, but if they, you know, if if, if they're so high on Kelly, you know, uh, Kelly Moore so high on uh, on your man Noah Brown, then maybe Noah Brown is is, is your guy. <laughs> Could, yeah, that's what, that's what it looked like. I mean, I, we joking, but you know? I mean. The, the guy you know, came in they, the game. They, 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 and, that's, and, that's the guy. They, you know, <laughs> Cedric Wilson. They may want some good, but but from a financial standpoint, I don't think we can talk about this enough. Dak Prescott's contract is going to limit in things that they can do. So you may have to let Amari Cooper go. So you can try already to keep know. improving your football team. Y'all know the solution to that one, man. Y'all Stop know the it. solution to that that cap. Y'all already it's know it. Of, I don't need to. It's say the end it, of the man. show, and you're not going. It's the end of the show, and I'm not I'm, letting you do that. Okay. It's the end well, of the show. Well, I'll let you know. The, the cap, the cap the year after that might, the, the cap, the cap the year after that may go up. So it, it, it may be a little different as, as we go into that 2022 season. You, you're correct. Right. They may get a TV. They may get a TV deal done. Uh, last note here, your man Dwayne Haskins, quarterback of Washington, fined forty thousand dollars, and they Ooh. took away his captaincy <laughs> in Washington. And apparently, he's going to have to work on Zoom this week. Work from Zoom this week because he was Ooh. caught in the strip club with no mask on. Alex Smith was at practice today, but Alex Smith apparently was working away from the team. So Washington's quarterback situation is going to be very interesting as they take on the Carolina Panthers. I did my picks in the Dallas Morning News. I took Carolina to win this game. So just saying. Oh yeah. Saying. Oh yeah. I got some cool up in it. here for you too, man. And ain't no amount Washington. of booty shaking worth forty grand. I don't care what you say. Ain't no amount of booty shaking. <laughs> And worth 40 grand, man. That's crazy as all heck, man. He's playing for free. He's for free. It's crazy. Uh, hey, man, it's gonna be his last. It's gonna be his last days in Washington anyway. And Ron Rivera was doing the press conference, and he he got so many questions. He got mad. He's like, "We're playing Carolina, okay? Can we talk about Carolina? What are the questions for Carolina? This is what we need to talk about. There's enough questions about Dwayne Haskins. If we're not talking about Carolina, then I'm just gonna end this thing. I was like, "Ooh wee," mm. uh, which mm. just shows you. How truly frustrated he is with Dwayne Haskins and talking about it. He was getting fired up about it. I'm not talking about this dude no more. I'm done talking about this guy. So, uh, mm. they, yeah, they got their own issues over in Washington. Wait, they get ready to play this week. 30 seconds, Louie. 30 seconds. I, I, I need to know why you picked Carolina over Washington. I, I, I'm seeing Washington's de- uh, defense really stymie ah. Carolina and make it, make it ah. tough on them. And, and I, I thought that their defense would make some plays to win that game. You, you, you see opposite? Yeah. That Kool Aid's getting to run, him. Look at run, run CMC back here, and um, I just think that Washington's offense has hurt him. And they won last week because, you know, I mean, when they won against San Francisco, it was because Nick Mullins threw him the game. I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is going to do that, and he'll be. I think that they'll be able to win this football game. And I think Washington, uh, Carolina's played tough football all year long. They lost some close, heartbreaking games. I think Carolina gets it done this week. 
Gotcha. Okay. That's putting a All lot right. of pressure on Washington. That's putting yeah, I'm taking a Washington. lot of pressure on them. I'm taking Washington. Ooh, they better win this game. Okay. Okay. They hey, better look, win this game. You and you better hope that that, that your man Haskins, you know, is, is don't don't test positive for COVID and can't play this week. And you got Alex Smith to beat up here. So no off, not enough offense for Washington to get it done. Give me Carolina. I'm gonna take the Panthers. The Panthers beat their ex coach Matt Rule. Matt Rule beats mm. the former. Head coach of the Carolina Panthers, Ron Teddy hey, McLaurin, baby. All those targets. All those targets to my guy, Teddy. I'm going to go ahead and sip on this Kool-Aid, man. Terry. The percentages okay, yeah, we'll, are We will rising. talk Monday. All right. The Players' Lounge will be back together on Monday. I'm doing a different show tomorrow at 1130. Danny, where are you at tomorrow? Barry, where are you at tomorrow? I'm off tomorrow, uh, baby. I'm off. Okay. Yeah, off Danny's off. Okay. I'm on... I'm on the 9.30 show. I'm not sure if it's called Talking or The Break or The Talking Players Lounge, whatever it's called. I'll be on the 9.30 show sipping my Kool-Aid as always. Okay. Talking Cowboys <laughs> at 9.30. All right. Outstanding. Okay, fellas, have a fantastic Christmas for our man. Chris Beam was putting it all together. We appreciate you checking us out right here on DallasCowboys.com radio. Fantasy Football Championship, yep. baby. I'm in it. I'm in it. Percentages are rising. Go win it, baby. Go win it. Percentages are rising. (laughs) This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about that?